Happy Halloween, everybody, from your favorite podcast host over here. Guys, listen, today's going to be a Halloween-themed episode, so I have to kick off with a very scary story. Mina, did you know there was a time over at ElmontYouthSoccer.com when the promo code TJW10 did not exist? What? This is the most terrifying way I could kick off the show possible, dude. Because let me tell you, our sponsors today, ElmontYouthSoccer.com, revelation in the in the jersey collecting industry they're fantastic bro there was a time when you'd have to pay full price for jerseys <laughs> and if you're I not quivering your boots right now the savior of every scary story has to come in that's the promo code tjw10 riding in on horseback with a sword slaying all these monsters of full prices guys this used to exist now nowadays we're better when you go to elmontyouthsoccer.com go right now the link is under the description you can start assembling your very own Jersey Wall collection. And when you use the promo code TJW10 at checkout, Mina, what is it going to do? Oh, it's going to give you 10% off. Imagine not having 10% off. Bro, that'd be terrifying. Elmont, you Yeah, what was terrifying is how much we used to spend on jerseys. That is absolutely horrifying. The scariest part of Halloween is paying full price for anything. We here at the Jersey Wall have got you covered. Go right now, ElmontNewSoccer.com. The link is in our description. Use the promo code TJW10 at checkout to save 10 percent on your order guys today our halloween special we are going to outline the scariest combinations in europe this season we hope you enjoy all right so i was at this halloween party on saturday right yeah and uh it was part of the the family party right the extended family with mm. friends and all this stuff Right. And it was for a birthday. So it's like a Halloween themed birthday party. It was lots of fun. I'm sitting there and, and this is going to be, I just want you to stay with me for this connection here. Leah's cousin's boyfriend. Okay. Who I've met before. Great dude. Shout out to this dude. I'm gonna shout him out in a second. He's like, Hey man, you know, it's cool to like sit next to you and have and chat with you. I'm like, why is that? He's like, well, because I hear your voice every week, but like, I never get to see your face. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, because you know, I listen to the podcast all the time. I'm like, really? Are you serious, bro? He's like, yeah, man, I listen all the time. And he was giving me like, like feedback, constructive criticism, like what he enjoys, what he dislikes, takes that he agrees with, takes that he disagrees with. I was like, I love it. You really listen to the show? So shout out Hassan, who is a a, a wonderful gem of a human being and an avid. Shout out Hassan. Yeah, there you go. What a guy, eh? Yeah, what a guy. The delegate from Bosnia. We need, we need to, we need to talk about what he said, constructive criticism wise. Nah, he was just saying he's like. He was okay, so that you're actually gonna he was like, like you this. know what? I really hate your co. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't even that, it was just like different episodes, um, like episodes he enjoys more than others and different yeah, topics yeah, yeah. and stuff. Honestly, it was just like good feedback, it's not even something that I'm going to share with the listeners, it's something that I'm going to take into consideration and just go forward with, right? Because now I have insider feedback from somebody who's like an impartial third party, and that's what it's all about, I love it. right? I love this. Brethren, welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome to episode number 167 of the Jersey Wall Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Nathan Santos, and we are wishing you a very spooky Halloween special of the Jersey Wall. With me, as always, Brethren FC, Mina Gully. Mate, Mina, what's up, dude? Did you just call me mate? I It, it came out wrong. <laughs> I was going for mate, Mina, and I'm then I was like, Mina. No, who's that? <laughs> nope. Sorry, dude. Mina. I've only introduced Wait, you 167 times. That's okay. Yeah. We're still no, it's because we never say each other's names. It's true. I only say your name when I'm getting food from like a place like Starbucks where I don't want to say my name. <laughs> That's when I say your name. I say your name when I introduce you. And you'd think after 166 previous <laughs> attempts, I would have it down by now. But apparently not. Apparently I can't get it right, dude. 
What the listeners yeah, won't know is the, is the technical difficulties that we're pushing through right now, <laughs> which is just going to be such a nuisance and a distraction it's the whole so time funny. we record. Because every time, and I'm just going to bring the viewers into this, every single time we're starting a conversation, we're starting to get into something, something changes with my lighting and my screen goes red and I just look like I'm absolutely livid about something. And it's such a distraction because I'm looking at it on the screen and going, what the hell? What you happened just turn into now? like a red bubble. It's yeah, like, it's I, so funny. It's like you're either embarrassed or you're just so angry. It's just, <laughs> I'm so mad. It's literally with rage. It just has to be for our Halloween special that it's gonna just you know paint my face red. Look how embarrassed I am. That of course this is what's gonna happen. But guys, today I got a great bro talk for us to end the show. I'm really really excited Love. for that. But because it's the Halloween special, we've never done anything like this before, right? It's always fun to just go, yo, what if we do something new here? And I was playing around with this idea of because this episode will be released on Halloween for the very, very first time, we had to do something like spooky, scary, right? Mm. Yeah, now, we did. We played around with this idea a little bit because initially we were like, should we do like scariest players of all time? And you go, well, what do you mean? Like, is it in terms of might or like anger? Or is it in terms of, um, of like the, the defenders were scared because somebody was so good? And we couldn't lock down an idea. But then I came up with one which I thought would be good to show appreciation to the scariest combinations in Europe this season. Now, this is slightly open to interpretation because it could be interpreted as things that defenders are terrified by, right? If there's like a lethal combination of players on the other team who's just tearing it up, it could be interpreted as fans who are very scared of something happening, right? So there's there's very, there's different iterations of what we're going to do here. I think I have a couple of really good ones and we're going to follow in the format of last week where Mina and I trade ideas one after another, where we can introduce one to you. We'll discuss it for a little bit, and then we'll move to the next one. Sound good? Sounds great. The parameters have been established. By the way, what did you go as slash what are you going as for Halloween? I'm going to just come straight out as myself. That's the scariest that's me. That's boring that I could it's ever boring, imagine. But boring listen, I'm going to come up with a hot take here. I don't really care for Halloween that much. Wow. I don't know about you, but I really don't. I've only worn a costume like once in my life. What was it? And I was probably like eight years old. I was like Batman or something. And we went to school once? and that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's funny. Honestly, I feel like Halloween is is among my least favorite of the holidays, especially as you get older. Because when you're a kid, yeah. you're like, oh my God, candy, North America. Oh, it's just candy. Right? Yeah, it's fun, right? But now as an adult, I'm really enjoying the costume element of it. Because last year, as you know, well... I've just unlocked a world of possibilities with bald being bald, right? I don't have to wear a bald cap for anything. Bro, you went as Pitbull last year, right? I went as Pitbull at night. And I went as Avatar Aang during the day because Aang is bald and has the blue arrow. And I was like, this is cool. This year, bro, went as Stone Cold Steve Austin. The the picture's (laughs) on my Instagram. And it looks fire. It looked so good, bro. I had the leather vest. I had the WWF championship. I had, I was all... When did you get a leather vest? My dad has one. Shit, I'm ready to yeah. See? Just as you turn red. Yeah, just as I turn red. See? Look at this, guys. We're going to push through because I know you well, can't like what see. What 24-year-old person has a leather vest? Yeah, I know. My dad yeah, we didn't one. really. It literally well. has the Portuguese flag on the back. It, like, it's so not a Stone Cold <laughs> hostage vest, but I made it work, bro. All my costumes are yeah. given away. I'm not going to buy a costume. What am I, eight? No, that's, that's weird. Come on. Anyway, you want to start us off? Let's do it. Are you ready? Did you start us off last I week or did ready. I? No, you did. You did? I, maybe I did. I, I feel like know. you did. I feel like you stole my Enzo Fernandez show. Well, you introduced the show and then I started. That's what I, I said, mean. But I mean of this. You introduced the, the show and then week. I started. Yeah, yeah, I started the list. All right. So do you want to start the list again this week? 
Sure, I'll come up with the boring one because I kind of want to get this out of the way. Initially. Wow. Okay. Hey, listeners, don't be too excited. Yeah. For this. Don't. Minas yeah. Maybe. Maybe skip fifteen we're seconds. Starting as the most. Yeah. We'll start off with one. the boring one. Wow. Mina. But you'll appreciate why it's journalism boring. school. Go ahead, Mina. Listen. Don't you'll, bury the you'll, lead. You'll see. You'll see why this is the boring one, and I think you'll agree. It's Sun and Kane. While Boo. this is very scary, Boo. it is. <laughs> that, that's what you say when you want to scare someone. Right? Yeah. Exactly, bro. You elicited um, the right response. Sun and Kane. You have to. Okay. Tell me why. You Let's have to include them. them. They're statistically the most lethal duo in Premier League history. And while how despicable shit, is that? And I stat? hate them. That's true. I know. What a waste. It's so undeserving of dude. Them. That's like think if of Andy all the duos Carroll, we've had in the Prem. That'd be like if Andy Carroll happened to have the best conversion rate of all time in the Prem. You'd be like, really? That yeah. guy. That's yeah. the most clinical striker of all time. It's like really what was the one that was like. The most appearances were like Leighton Baines or someone like that. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> someone stupid. It was It was like, yeah. dude, you don't deserve to be in this conversation. It's Gareth Barry, actually. Yeah. That, Gareth Barry has the, someone, the most amount of Premier League appearances. You're like, oh, Christ. What are we doing yeah. here? It's like, surprise, surprise. Guess why? Yeah. So, Sun and Kane. So, does this fit the parameters? Let's see. Our oppositions of… See, in theory, yes. This is a very lethal combination. But this is what I tried to avoid in particular with my list. I didn't put Sun and Kane because… Tottenham have not won anything. So I don't know if oppositions are afraid to play against them. I don't know if they're scary. Who's scared of Sun and Kane? People aren't afraid to, to play against Spurs, but people are afraid to play against Sun and Kane. Like every defender mm -hmm. is worried about playing against Sun and Kane. I should because I should of know the that as a City fan in particular. Sun scores against yeah, there you go. every time. I guess that's fair. I guess so that's fair. It, it, like people don't Pep Guardiola. People, are not That's worried. It's like they'll score even if they score one each. We'll still win four two. But <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Win. Just realistically, we're yeah, we're not going to keep a clean sheet, but we're going to win because yeah. the rest of the team sucks. But right. this is a lethal combination here. You have to be worried about that as a defender. That's fair. I feel like with every take that we do, we have to say who is afraid of this, right? So it could be defenders. Like if it's one particular person, if it's fans, whatever it is, and you'll understand the fan shouts when I do one. But uh, I like I like the shout. I think it's a good place to kick us off. I'm okay. gonna go exponentially higher. Like I'm, that's good because all my calls, beyond. all my next ones are above. Are so bangers? I'm good with that. All right, bro. Yeah. Let's go. Ready? Here's what the real lead is. Okay. I think normally we'd build to like what the most interesting or terrifying one would be. A lot of mine, I think, are have a fun twist to them, which I think is is important in Halloween. Like you don't want to just have pure horror. You want it to be like amusing still, so that there's something for everybody, right? And so I have a couple of those. I'll shout those out later in the show. But I have to straight up just shout out who is clearly the scariest combination in Europe this season is PSG's front three altogether. Just the front three. Bro, yeah. when I was doing research for this, I found between Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe, they have a combined 67 goal involvements this season. Mina, yeah. let me repeat that. Hold on it's one the second. the end of October. They have… <laughs> 67 goals involvements between them. And we have not hit November at the time of recording this episode. I know. What are we doing? Like I was going to put them down, but I was like, listen, I know Nathan's going to bring this up. So I'm going to let, yeah. let him do it. So Mbappe has yeah. 17 goals and four assists for PSG this season across all competitions. Messi has 11 goals and 13 assists. And Neymar has 12 <laughs> goals and 10 assists. Unbelievable. So... This the numbers are insane. everybody is terrified of playing yeah. against this. Like, this is a proper scary combination because the link up play in particular amongst these three players is is rare. Like big threes, 
a lot of these are duos that I'm going to list here. They're not big threes because big threes are just unfair. You can't have that. What the hell are we doing if we have that, right? I'm going to ask you, Mina, which of these players this season strikes the most fear in your heart if you are playing against them? Uh, I don't know, but I, I yeah, kind of, I'd have to say Neymar. The way the guy started the season is is crazy. Like, I think he does make them take a little bit. If Dick Neymar out of that out of that front three, yeah, it's still a very lethal front three, very worrying. Mm-hmm. And Mbappe is probably going to score some goals. Messi's still going to do his thing. But I feel like Neymar this season has been on another level to, to what we've seen from him previously at PSG. Yeah. And it's just, it's every single game. And we, we have to recognize that because Neymar suffers from being him a little bit, yeah. suffering from success. And people don't give him the credit because it's Neymar. But you have to. You have to give him the credit and you have to appreciate what he's been doing this season and his ability to link up that front three. 100%. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. I, listen, throughout August and September, I probably would have said Neymar too. I think he's he's been about as close to perfect as you could be. Yeah. I think for me, and this is going to sound like such a boring shout, but it, I, truly, messy? I yeah, and you, know, I don't normally shout out like Messi because I'm like, yeah, like what's there to say? Obviously, we know that. But I think it's preposterous that at, what, 35, he's the first player across Europe's top five leagues this season to have double-digit goals and assists. He was the first one. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, the comeback season for Messi is pretty remarkable here. You just gave the Messi fanboys so much content right now. I know, and I hate This Portuguese Ronaldo fan. It's not what I want to do. But (laughs) it's, it's, bro, like I said, we got to put integrity above all else. I... And you know this because I shouted this out. Like Neymar was in Ballon d'Or form. I still believe that he is. And I don't think they're going to give Messi another one. I, like I feel like it's more impactful no, for Neymar to have the same yeah. stat line as it's Messi. Excessive. You know what I mean? Because for Messi, it's like, all right, just relax, bro. Like you're the greatest ever. You're playing in like the worst league. Like no one cares. No one, But for Neymar, you're like, finally, he's going to win the freaking Ballon d'Or. Like we've been waiting for you to be this good for, for how long? But I would have to say Messi, I think still, is just this colossal giant. And every time anybody plays against him, they're like, <laughs> like, what are yeah. we going to do? Right? Because he shows up as a competitor. Neymar doesn't always show up as a competitor. Right? He just shows up to have fun. And he happens to be way better than everybody. Right? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. And I, it is refreshing to see Messi do his thing. We, we, it was kind of worrying last season when he didn't really kick on yeah. at PSG. And we were like, uh, no. They're kind of okay. done, eh? Yeah, exactly. It feels that <laughs> way, man. And that's the I'm thing. I'm so like, happy that he's picking up. We could do a whole, like, scariest part of this and just say, like, all these players is their last World Cup. Like that's a scary. That's a scary oh, part even. too as football fans. We're don't, not going to don't, don't talk to me about that. Bro, no, TJW not, World Cup coverage starts either next week or the week after, and we have tons of content. So we're not going to bring up the World Cup at all. But um, yeah, and then shout out Mbappe too because I feel like everybody thinks that he's having a bad season, and meanwhile he's got he's got twenty one goal involvements, and it's October. He's not having a bad season. If he just shut his damn mouth, I know. <laughs> everybody would be giving him all the all the praise. Literally. Everybody would be like, oh, look, he didn't move to Real Madrid. Right. He did the right call, blah, blah, blah. But just because he opened his stupid mouth. Exactly. If he just stuck with the boyhood clubs, because we know the money that he's on now. So now we're jealous. If he just told us that he was on way less money, we'd be like, that's a hardworking man right there. Instead, now yeah. we're like, shut up. Or just tell us something like, I have to support my cousins who are going through treatment or something like yeah just, you know like, <laughs> give us a reason to love you Mbappe. no bro, yeah give well, give us an edge we're a little bit pissed at you right now but it's like i'm building rafts for refugees yeah. or just anything and and i had to get this one out of the way in particular because i don't think any other combination or player or comparison that i'll make today 
could reach this height. So we have yeah. to just establish like everything else put into perspective of normal, outrageous football numbers, but not 70 goal involvements by October. Hmm. Like, what are we doing, right? That's just... That's they could ridiculous. just take the rest of the season off. Yeah, like it's impossible to quantify that, right? So let's just, let's remove ourselves from that and now get to the better ones, okay? Yeah. Brethren. Actually, to put that in perspective before we move on, I think um, the season of Mane Firmino Salah was or was not past 70 goals. I think really? that's how crazy that stat is. Yeah, I don't think it was more than... 70 or really? 80 goals. Yeah, I, I think they there's the so whole far season. Into, Salah had like yeah. 40 goals by himself. <laughs> they tell me the I, rest I, of them. You have I have to like 30? correct. I have to correct myself because it could be it could be like 90, but I I do right. think that it's somewhere in the 70 to 80. So wow. they could already be like so exceeding get it or a month away from in, exceeding it. Hold this L once again, Liverpool. We didn't even talk about them losing to Leeds yesterday. Get in. It's called <laughs> back soccer back now. Jesse Marsh, run it up. Maybe we'll talk about some of those current events at the end of the show. But I want to go yeah. through this list. Brethren, yeah, who's your number go. two here? Who's your, your personally, your second scariest combination in Europe this season? Osman and Faradzkhelia. It's, it's such a good, listen, it's amazing. I didn't know we were going top down. That's why I was like, I had to get Son and Kane out because I was my number five. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Osman and Faradzkhelia is... I appreciate the pronunciation here, guys. Yeah, and for everybody who doesn't know what word Mina is saying there, I think you're just clearing your throat. It's He's, he's referring to Cavaradona, <laughs> right? That Napoli number 77. Napoli's Georgia International. Dude. Who's yeah. crazy good. You're right. Yeah, this is my number two show too. Tell me about them, bro. What's so good about isn't, them, Mina? Isn't Cavaradona uh, on like eight goals and 10 assists and Oshiman is on like eight goals, two assists, something bro, like that? The so, style line I have is Cavaradona yeah. has eight goals, eight assists across all competitions. And Oshiman yeah. has about eight something goals like and, and one assist, including a hat trick this weekend. And this is particularly impressive because it's October, but it's October for everyone, right? Yeah. So everyone's only played about like 15 games across all competitions, right? That's not that much. So if you're putting up a goal and an assist pretty much average per game, right? You're getting a goal involvement per game. And then your striker is doing something similar. That's a ridiculous combination. And such a unlike Son and Kane playing for a team that nobody likes, we can all kind of get behind this because let's face it, unless you're a direct rival of Napoli in the Serie A, nobody really has any reason to hate Napoli. So exactly. we're all okay to see them doing well. Right, especially when we, you and I, see them smack up Liverpool. That's oh, that like nothing give us, will make us. You fans don't need more. more more of a reason for us to Bro. love you than that. Nothing you could just lose every other match, but but because you smacked up Liverpool for one, we yeah. yeah, we truly appreciate. And those two players were very very integral to that match. Yeah, and the match against Ajax, they played Ajax, right? Yep, they played Ajax. Yeah. They played Rangers. They played. Well, here's the they, thing: they were and, incredible. And Cavaradona didn't play the last Champions League games because they the, the last one because they said just rest them. We're already going through, and they still won five 0 Like they're just smashing yeah. everybody. It's ridiculous. What I love most about this duo is like how electrifying they are. But it's the eyes. It's not just the stats. Mm -hmm. It's like you. They're such a joy to watch. Let me tell you, bro. I watched Napoli versus Roma. Uh, what was it last weekend? And the goal that Osimhen scored to just like move Chris Smalling and then smash in the half volley across the goal into the side, then across the net. I'm like, that's a filthy goal because everybody who's yeah. watching that is like, dude, that is impossible to do. And then every time that, um, and I'm not going to attempt the name, Kvaradana is just what I'm going to go with because otherwise I'll just be stuttering up here for 45 minutes trying to get it right. Every time he's on the ball, he's doing something incredible. And you're like, I can't take my eyes off this guy. And yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, it's just electrifying. electrifying play. It's leading to a goal. 
Yeah, right. You're like, right. It's, it's actually effective. It's it's not just right. showboating, right? It's effective skill. Exactly. And the the reason we, everybody loves it, it's just that it was such an unknown quantity and it came out of nowhere. And now everyone has these two players that they can watch and actually enjoy from nothing. Like there was nothing leading up to this. There was no build up. It just nope. lightning. It's that's it. They struck gold and that was it. And we've been waiting for Osimhen to kind of kick into this kind of form. Yeah. And. there's nothing better for me personally than watching a player grow into like the world-class boots right like whenever you can when you can see that not because i think a lot of times you miss it if you're not watching the leagues you're not watching the games you just kind of see like uh he used to be here and now he's here right like look at vinicius or rafael look at players like that you're like ah flashy winger you know a lot of sizzle no stake and then i watch their progression in games and across a season how they end the season versus how they started the season i'm like yo this is crazy. And then they kick off yeah. the next season where they left off. I'm like, oh, that's how you know. And and get even better, right? Like, it's right. not just like flash in the pan and that's it. No, it's actually continued progression to at the next level of their abilities. Right. And Victor Osimian, I think, deserves a lot of credit. And I'll shout him out because I think at one time he was just very quick, like all energy, very, very good at pressing. And we all knew what his finishing ability was. But that like clinicalness in front of goal, that kind of instinct, maybe it was he wasn't getting the right chances, but it was just like, there's more to this guy. Like I know that you can do better than this. Yeah. Now we're now seeing there's it. substance. Now there's it's substance. I don't I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think this is just form. I think this is like Osimhen discovering a new level with teammates around him that are able to provide that to him, and he's not going to look back. He's just going yeah. to be taking these strides forward, and then he's going to hit that level where we're like, "Yo, that's one of the best strikers in the world." And then he's going to, sadly for Napoli fans, he will probably make a move somewhere. And if he continues with that kind of form, but on a bigger stage. You got your world-class striker. Yeah, and I really hope Georgian, Captain George over there, does the same. Like, I hope this is not flash in the pan form. I hope he continues to just be like, yeah. I'm getting the jersey. This is See, for me, often what I'll do is I'll get a player's jersey, but I want to get... I don't want to get it if I know he's going to leave to somewhere, right? Like, I'm like, I want to savor the fact that you're here, right? Uh, For for Donna, I don't care, bro. This is going to be commemorative. This is going to be the season that he just lit up Europe, and wherever he goes next, doesn't even doesn't matter. It's like I yeah. want to remember the that. Will never forget Jersey. Exactly. That's so yeah. well said, bro. The streets will never forget when Kvaradona absolutely lit up the Syria. You know what's great for vendors though? They can just misspell the spelling on that name <laughs> on that jersey, and you will never know. You wouldn't know. Like, I would oh, know. it's that guy. Georgia. As long as the first like four or five are right. The end of it, I'd be like, K-V-A-R-A, uh, that's it. As long as those are correct, yeah. they could do whatever Everything else, you're fine. Even if they put an extra A, I, w- I probably wouldn't even know. Just if I could sound it out, just put Kvaradana, bro. Something that I could remember. And even number 77, that's not the final destination number. That's just no. the placeholder. Unless just... he just keeps it. You know how Serie A has those nah, legends be. that just Yo, like, keep it? Here's what they're going to do. Napoli's going to like go to the church, ask Diego Armando Maradona, in right, they're going to be like, can we please bless him with your number 10? And then they're going to wait for a sign. And then when they get it, they're just going to bestow it onto him. And he's never leaving. He's just like, I'm the king now. Look, I'm ready. Again. <laughs> the sign is just like something flutters outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he did it. He did it. Yeah. I think that was it. Was that good. the sign? Okay, give it to him. Yeah. He's actioned it. We'll tear it up. Oh, my God. Shout anyway. out to Napoli, though. That statue is pretty sick of, of Maradona. Yeah, like, just probably. as a side note. And just to rename the stadium, like. It's good. They're not going to yeah. reinvent the nice. Kvitsa Kvaradana no, stadium. They should appoint, you know, like Fabrizio Romano to just have a stand <laughs> in the stadium, like the yeah. Fabrizio Romano. Napoli's greatest exports. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. You took my number two. So I guess I'll do the next one, even though that would have been it. That's it. Cause that's a damn good shout. The next one I have, let's keep on the superstar status, bro. I'm going to go with uh, city superstars. All right. The next scariest combination in Europe this season is Erling Holland and Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. Do we agree? We we do agree. My number three was Pep and Holland. So we can kind of talk about the whole thing. All right. Yeah. Let's like talk that. about yeah. all of them, bro. There because we go. for me, I, I elected to go with this combination in particular. And it's because De Bruyne has 11 assists and it's November. I mean, it's not hmm. even November yet, right? And he's got a couple of goals. Holland has 22 goals and three assists. Yeah. I, you're right to say the Pep Guardiola of it all is, is very, very important. But I would bring up the, the Kevin De Bruyne of it in particular because this is the duo that's feeding, right? This These guys are playing off each other and playing on a different wavelength than everybody else. Pep just dropped him in, right? He went, here we go. Just to give me a little oh. bit early. Home. But the past yeah. few seasons, Pep hasn't needed a nine to make the team tick. Right. That's true. Now we're seeing this duo where you're like last season, it was like, okay, like, like I, I went over the tiers of the city players last week, but Kevin De Bruyne was like the be all end all of the team. You're like, yo, this yeah. is the best player in the world. Now you're like, oh my God, how are we going to stop this guy from getting the ball to that guy? Because if, if we just close one of them down, we're still going to lose. We have to get yeah. them both. And for me, that combination is just the scariest in Europe, dude. It's, it's unbelievable how consistent it is like we we've spoken about this before the Bruyne and holland are getting better because they can now take bigger risks that they know right they can rely the on the other person to finish off mm-hmm. like the Bruyne can play the riskier pass because he knows that holland will be at the other end mm-hmm. holland can make the riskier run because the Bruyne will find him it's right. it's unbelievable how that chemistry is just like hit the ground running and and they've continued they've just lit up the prem um but yeah, like I I do think that Pep is also really important in that. Obviously, the yeah, um, because I I do think that you guys have changed a little bit more to to play in the crosses, play in um, the passbacks that we saw from earlier Pep that had kind of died down last season. Yeah, I really like you know, and we've discussed this like for City tactically. You're right to say that De Bruyne can afford to play those riskier balls because to be honest, last season if he played them, no one was there. So a lot of the time yeah. you'd have to recycle possession in those areas because if you played them in, it, it wouldn't really matter. Right now, it's like this tailor-made unstoppable ball where you're curling it to the back post for Holland to run into, and that's when it's coming from the right side. Otherwise, there's a ton of players coming from the left side too that are going to float in a very similar ball for Holland to run onto. As long as he can move his body forward, he's very, very, very hard to stop. Right, Pep Guardiola is who we have to attribute to this because he decides how the tactics go down. But he could go tell Ilkay Gundogan to do what Kevin De Bruyne's going to do, and he couldn't do it, right? Phil Foden played at the nine last season. Phil Foden couldn't do what Erling Haaland's got to do. For me, the players are the most imperative part of the execution of this new system. And I am so, I yeah, know as right. a City fan, I'm so here for it, bro. It's scary. Are you not afraid? Like, And, and I'm not going to rub salt in the wounds from the Manchester Derby, but like going into that game, you're like, shit. Like, we're playing against, like, De Bruyne and Holland. You've beaten Pep before. But you're like, yeah. shit, we're playing De Bruyne and Holland. Like, ah, oh, how in the hell are we going to stop Yeah, him? but and then you don't. Yeah. Right? Well, I, like, was, you know I was worried more about Holland than than De Bruyne, which is weird to say because it's like, we've again, we've beaten De Bruyne before. Well, it's because we've he's getting all, before. The, getting all the headlines. Exactly. It's, it's the newfound it's combination. Just, this guy's unstoppable. He needs half a chance. And it doesn't need a masterful ball from Holland. It just, sorry, from De Bruyne. It just yeah, needs from a guy to finish off something that... 
wasn't there to begin with. Exactly. Terrifying. Scary. Which he did. Scary for Halloween. Has anybody have you seen anybody go as Erling Holland for Halloween? Uh, no, not yet. I saw a Terminator costume yesterday. I was like, oh, you went as Holland. That's very, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you went as Erling Holland. That's awesome, dude. Anyway, that's, so that's for me. Now, those are like my biggest ones. I have other ones that I, that I really want to discuss, but those are like my biggest heavy hitters. You have any more like massively heavy hitters in your list that you want to discuss? No, I don't. I don't have heavy hitters. Well, then give me your next one, whatever it is in whatever capacity. And let's deep dive into this. Okay. We're moving into a new tier, all listeners. Please be advised. We're now moving into a new tier of scary, right? We've gone from terrify you on the pitch, terrify your defenders type of scary to yeah. now maybe we're going to move into a different area of, of what it means to be scared. This is very topical because of what happened earlier today. Okay. But I think Man United fans can all agree that when the combination of Maguire and the starting <laughs> lineup exists, we're all fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and the match played out exactly how we thought it was. And we were all terrified to begin with. And we <laughs> and that was for good fucking reason. Every time we see his name on the lineup, all of us, like millions of fans worldwide, just go. <sighs> That's so funny, dude. And I'm so glad that you took the hints. Because you remember, I was trying to allude to this. I was like, suggest something that even the fans could be afraid of. And yeah. that is absolutely what I meant. The scariest possible combination for United fans this season is Harry Maguire <laughs> and the football pitch. And the lineup. If he's on, the fans are terrified, bro. Absolutely horrified of what's about to we happen. Yeah, man. Like, the guy looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> I've never seen a professional footballer just look so uncomfortable playing football. That's hilarious, dude. Okay, tell me tell me more. So, let's, let's get into this. Because this happened today. You're right. It is very topical. Yeah. How did you feel about how the game went overall? Because… De Gea won you that game, right? And, it, and in the past the few weeks, it, yeah. De Gea yeah, hasn't no. had to win you games no. because your towards defense the has end been really it, solid. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. But I also think I'll put some of that on Ten Hag as well because I think the subs, you know, didn't didn't really work in our favor. Right. I think once the substitutes came on, like we didn't need to sub on McTominay and Fred and continue right. to play at the rest of the game defensively. If we had Garnacho and Sancho on the bench, we could have just tried to still continue to play on the front foot. But I get it, game management. But, you know, we were this close away from not having a count. Twice. Um, You're that close to losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he made some big, big saves. He made he made big saves. That's very true. Uh, like, we also missed a few chances. Like, Ronaldo missed, like, three in a row. I yeah. was like, this is crazy. Um, and, and for some reason, Fred was this close to scoring a header. I saw if you're post, yeah. West Ham, and you have players like Rice, Socek, Skamaka, Zuma, and... And uh, Mikel Antonio and Fred scores a header unmarked <laughs> in the box. Kill yourself. Like Honestly, you need, bro. You got some serious problems. Yeah, you need to like just terminate the contract right now. Like, well, it's a proper, it's problems. a proper sneaky strategy, isn't it? It's like let's get the small guy to start heading it because no one's gonna yeah. expect. Radamel Falcao made a career off that. Okay, and Lothar Martinez nine, and Lothar Martinez. If you if you're and to be honest, Diogo Jota too, because the boy can yeah. jump. The little men who can just jump. People are like, ah, what's he going to do? He's not going to beat me. He's not going to beat me in the air. Let's just leave him. Let's go find somebody who could actually probably hurt us here. And it's just, now Fred with the Killmonger haircut, smashed off the post and it's fine. But staying on the topic of staying on Maguire. Yeah, we got to stay on Maguire. All seriousness. The most indicative thing. Yeah. The most indicative thing to me about how scary it is for both United fans and United players is how 
they tried including him in the link up play for the first five minutes and the 20 minutes that followed the ball did not go to him De Gea would play it straight to Lisandro Martinez Martinez would look to his right see him going like hey over here yeah and go to the left and play to Luke Shaw <laughs> and then he'd get the ball back and then he'd look to his right and then he'd go, look in front of him pass it to Casemiro right. who's being closed down and then he'd get the ball back and then he'd look up find Maguire still completely unmarked right. and just continue to play a long ball through to Bruno, who's then just starts the attack. This happens <laughs> happened for 20 to 25 minutes of the first half following the first half minutes, uh, first five minutes of him absolutely blundering possession. Right. And it was like, oh, you guys are equally as like, you're equally terrified yeah. to play the ball to him as we are. Right. Watching him do it. And we're, I'm like, this is insane. If your teammates don't trust you and they're equally afraid of the idea that you're starting, right? How are you captain? How are you gonna be able to go inside and command other players to improve themselves as captain of the club? It's actually terrifying for us. How serious is the Varane injury? Uh, they said not before the World Cup. Oh, so that's not great. Yeah, because I saw him I, get injured I, last honestly, week, and I was like, "Why are you?" I was like, "Are you?" Cry-? I was like, "Are you crying? Are you that hurt? How hurt are you?" And no, then, I think he was crying because he was missing the World Cup. Like I think that's he, what I, I thought too. I was like, "It's that serious, bro?" Because he walked yeah. off. But like, or 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 the far more likely scenario, he was crying because he knew who his replacement was. <laughs> <laughs> knew who was going to come, and he's, he's like, like, "I'm, I'm so, so sorry, sorry guys." To I'm all so the United, he's going to write that. one of those like I apology tried. letters, the, the the apology posts on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, bring him back just because he allowed Maguire to come back into the game. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Lindelof has been playing pretty, like, since Varane. Like, obviously, he stepped down, yeah, but to not not as stark of a difference as right. when Maguire is on the pitch. And he's been a good, you know, backup for, for Varane. So I think he was rotating a few players. Like, he, he didn't start Anthony, he didn't start... Um, he didn't, right. obviously didn't start Lindelof and stuff. I think he was rotating for this match. So I, I do hope Lindelof is the coverage for Varane while Varane is missing because I'm right. shitting myself every time Maguire makes the, the lineup. I can imagine. I love that shout. I have on a similar note, can I go to mine? <clears throat> yeah, please do. Because it, it was just, because yours made me laugh and I had one that also I think is going to make you laugh. Very funny here. Um, the combination of Miguel Almiron and bullying. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> going to say Almiron and someone I was going to say like Almiron and Saudi Arabia <laughs> I was like dude Almiron this combination is terrifying because if you bully Miguel Almiron enough you will <laughs> unlock a freaking player and I was playing around I was like is it with is it if I could I was gonna say with Grealish comparisons with Mares comparisons I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. nah man just with bullying overall because yo he's been trolled he has not had a good time since entering the Premier League right nope. I think it was January 2019 that he arrived and he and he had like nine goals in the in his entire Premier League career. Mina, he's got six in his last six now. He's I know. the most informed player in the league. He's gonna win player of the month. Isn't that October. crazy? Isn't if Almiron wins Almiron. player of the month, if Almiron wins player of the month, fair play to the lad. Dude, because I bet you he will. the guy is probably the like the second most criticized player in England after Maguire. Like that amount yeah. of criticism is insane for someone. And like he probably doesn't understand it because Newcastle accent, like yeah, the the, the Jordi accent, Paraguay, is a very, he's like, listen, yeah, I don't he's know like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's just speaking with Bruno Guimaraes. He's like, can we just load up this team with other talented players? And to be honest, for a long time, Miguel Almiron was not 
an outlet player. Like he would just be, he had all the pace to just do nothing with it. Just play it straight out of play for like season after season. This is what Newcastle had to deal with while on the other wing, Freaking, uh, you know, the original spin master, right? Alan St. Maximin was just flaring it up. Yeah. Seeing what he could do to score. Now, six. He's got seven goals this season. Six, six and six is six. respectable. That's proper. And I attribute this all to Bruno Guimaraes, bro. Like, yeah. all of it. Do I'm you like, think he was bullying player, him too? No, like, I think shit. that he's, I think so he's shit. so good. He added the stability to the team, which enabled even Miguel Almiron to go, I can now play. Like, on this foundation, I will rediscover yeah, sure my MLS stress. form, bro. But is this a case of, and I want to ask you this, and on a serious note for Miguel Almiron, is it a case of, like, the player finally being able to settle into the league, or are we just seeing this flash in the pan, like, the streets will never forget when Miguel Almiron was Police. great for one month? Yeah. Which one you, flash in the pan. You think it's Police the latter? The you don't think he's, yeah. he's elevating to this new level, I, bro? No, I don't think so. Come on. I don't think so. Do you want to believe in him though? I, I do, want t-shirts, but I don't. Think I want it's Newcastle happen. to sell merch, like pro wrestling tees. That's it. like I believe in Miguel Almiron. I would buy one of those tees where every day. <laughs> I've or like Almiron fan club, just like one of something like that. I would rock <laughs> that so hard, dude. No, definitely it's not. Nice. It's definitely a flash in the pan. It would be great to see because then if you have an inform Almiron with Isak at, up top and then Sam Maximan on the left. With Bruno Guimaraes just sitting right behind them. Dude, you done. got a proper FIFA yeah. career mode team right there. 100%. Yeah, That's you do not want to play that away match. Because, no. yeah, they're going to light you up at St. James's Park. Honestly, they're going to... Even at home, bro. They're just going to be like, fine, we'll sit down and try to hit you on the counter. Yeah. They're yeah, there yeah, yeah. to terrify you, bro. Anyway, shout out to shout out to him. I thought that was a good shout for, the, for on the note of scariest combinations. Because, bro, he's just had enough is enough. Finally started standing up for himself and I'm here for it. Uh, what's your next one, dude? My next one is very similar. Oh, no. It's very, very okay. similar. Who do we got? It's Granite Shaka and Bully. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has completely lost the plot, bro. Yeah. If you've stayed this far, like, credit to you. Because oh, it's not it. serious at all. No, it's it not, not this I still have some good shouts. But there's a lot of these that the scariest combinations in Europe this season have I stemmed have, yeah. from. Not just necessarily two players linking up well. I have more, by the way. I have another... Example. I had like a, a Mourinho and Dybala one because like the fans were right. very excited yeah, by yeah. it and like things like Dude. that. But I was like, mm. I have I have a whole bunch of honorable mentions. But okay, tell me about it. Granajaka and bullying. He stepped like up. A great coveted, yeah, because he was just the third most criticized player. We'll call him. If yeah, <laughs> number two. We were all writing off Granajaka. Now it looks like he's going to be on pace to get like at least ten goals, let alone ten goal involvements, right? and he's rediscovered his captaincy. He's yeah. no longer like this hothead who's just like ill-tempered, getting himself sent off because he's angry about everything. Now he's like, hey, I'm the captain and the rock of this team in midfield that enables all these young little creative flair attacking players to go out and do their thing. And it is really working for them right now. Arsenal are on it absolute is. fire. All it took was a Norwegian kid to wear the armband. That's all it did. <laughs> just pissed him off? Yeah, just pissed him off. Like, you know what? He's like, this guy is no temperament whatsoever. Yeah. He's like, where's your passion? I have to lead this team. Honestly, it's been... Tell me about the emergence. Like the rediscovery well, Like He's team. actually being consistent. It, like, Shaka would... The problem with Shaka was he would play really well and then he would just disappear. Or, and then he'd play really well and then he'd get sent off. And then he'd play really yeah. well again and then he'd get sent off again. And then he'd play average and then the fans would yell at him and then he'd flip off the fans and walk off. Yeah. And 
you know, go punch someone. And it's face. hard to come back from that too, right? Because if you're a it's player, so if you like lose it with the fans, it's hard for them to embrace you again. But I feel like, I feel like there's really no animosity or, or, or bad blood between the fan base and any of the players right now. It genuinely seems like the fan base is totally behind what's going on. And rightfully so. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't give credit to the Arsenal fan base that much because <laughs> all it takes is one more red card and they're right back on that horse. Do you think they're so? the most think reactive fan off? base of all time. That's true. I will, get, I will say that. They are very reactive. But do you think that they'll be that, that quick to turn on anybody with how much success they've yeah. had this season? You think yeah, so? if he gets sent off again, if he if he gets a lapse like he used to get last season and the seasons before, they are just going to go straight back to where they started with him. And they're going to be like, mm. this is why we can't rely on Shaka. I've said this multiple times. Pull up the pull up the videos, Robbie. I've said this before. <laughs> pull it up. I've said this. And then they're going to be like, this is why we need to replace someone. You know, party's doing his thing. Shaka's not. And then, yeah. I can right I can that. totally hear that argument. I could I, I in fact yeah. feel like I've seen that video before. Like I feel like what you just We've described has episode. absolutely happened and it could happen yeah. again. Here's where I will disagree with that. Every time that that's happened, it was adding gasoline to the fire. It was that Arsenal were bad and this is yet another problem for them. Arsenal are really good right now. They're in great form. I mean, They're they winning. They're coming back to win. I've right, but it's not like if he did it in the last game of the season where they were playing and then they lost the, the league because he got himself sent off, fine. But if it just like next week he went and got himself sent off, I don't know that the fan base would turn See. on him. I think they would be angry that he got sent off, but I don't know if they would be because things are all working out good for them. Now, if you're about to yeah. come back and say yes, but then City would overtake them for first, I no, would no, challenge no, no. you and say, well, City are going to take them over for first anyway at some point. That's so I don't know if they're going to the brain knows. I was going to say you are neglecting the fact that Arsenal truly believe they're winning the league this season. That's true. That's true. You're, you, hey, that's hey, what you're missing. Out, shout Everyone out else. Shout out Hassan because he is an Arsenal Hassan, fan yeah. too. Okay. And he, well, Hassan, and he Hassan said, might have a brain. Yes, he did not say that they were going to win the league. Okay, he, there was you just, go. he was impressed actually with how high I had them in the power rankings because he didn't think that they would be that high on the list. But I was like, no, I have, I have nothing but good. They haven't done anything bad. No, right? like, even not, you and I are respecting illogical. Arsenal's season this season. Yeah. Even you and I are saying they're playing really well. This is very good. They're definitely in the top four. Right. But City's going to win the league. This mm -hmm. is what everybody with a brain is saying. And everybody that's logical is giving credit where it's due, but saying they still need to, to make up some ground on City right. because it's not going to happen, even though they're higher in the table. Arsenal fans truly believe they're going to win the league. Or a lot of them, I should say. A lot yeah. of Arsenal fans truly believe they're going to win the league. The ones online. So the this is ones. the one no, that this always it. The loudest ones truly believe. Yeah, the loudest there ones. You there you go. That's the loudest I mean. ones truly say that, or truly think that they're going to win the league. So if he gets sent off against City, for City to take over mm. in, in the table, that's it. They're right back in it. I think that's fair. There are definitely circumstances where I could see that happening. I, I, I do like the shot, though. I think that... Yeah. A scary Granite Xhaka. I mean, and it's scary in a few ways, right? Because it's scary to think that Arsenal are this good, right? But it is also scary if you're like, damn, like this dude's coming into his own. How are we going to troll him anymore? So in a yeah. few different ways, it's scary. So I like the shot. Good on you, Mina. Plus, he's a scary dude because he's so, willing to break your he leg. He is a scary dude. He's yeah. willing to break your leg, which is crazy. Like, And, uh, yeah. and you remember in the Arsenal All or Nothing, he went home, he has his cute little kids, his wife. Like, he seems like a really wholesome family I guy. I know, that humanized him. I didn't like it. Right? I was like, dude, I like to think that my granite Shaka goes home to sleep in a, like a wooden cell made of just like stones and wood and he just punches bricks until the next game and he comes to like, ah, let's go again. And that's why he's I so like aggressive. I like to think that Shaka sleeps on a bed of nails. Like, truly, <laughs> like, just like, yeah.
rusty now. Yelling at his wife as soon as he comes in. Call yeah. us lasagna, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Andrew Schultz. Just angry all the time. Just angry all the time. He had kids, the man, smallest inconveniences. You know why? His kids are of age now where they're no longer crapping themselves. So he's like, he can finally yeah. sleep again. The last few years, he's just been so sleep no deprived. No longer has to change diapers. Everyone was angry at him. Now he's just, he's, he's growing into himself as a player. I still think he has a ceiling, but hey, you know what? Kolasinac probably also like egged him up on it, right? Like he probably like, you know... <laughs> Yeah. They drove each other. Who's going to be the greatness. most aggressive guy in this team? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, all right, I have another shout. This one back to a serious one. I actually think this is a pretty good shout. Okay, because it has okay. nothing to do with bullying. We're not promoting bullying on this podcast. We are, but sometimes it works. Sometimes it works <laughs> with very specific situations. <laughs> if it's used as a motivational tactic, then the we only caveat to- is. The person has to be making tens of thousands per week. Otherwise, yeah, minimum, it's just really minimum. mean. Exactly. If yeah. they don't, if they don't make your fifty thousand dollars and above per week, per week, don't Not do even it. Per year. Like, yeah, yeah. Person's gonna like person has too much stress on his. There hand. has to be. Yeah, you have to. Everything's well balanced, right? So the more yeah, finances are okay, go for it. <laughs> if you're making millions, bro, you are open to criticism. It's what happened. But if you are not making millions and you start to get bullied, you're like, man, I don't have anything to fall back on here. So you got to be nice to me, because yeah. come on, man. <laughs> I feel like I haven't smiled this much in an episode. It's hurting my cheeks, bro. That's good. That's what we do. That's what we do, bro. All right. The next one. Ready? Are you ready? Cody, I'm ready. Cody Hakpo and 2022. Yes. That is my show. That's the combination. That's a That's scary a combination. This entire year for Cody Hakpo, and I'm going to start saying his name super obnoxiously as it's meant to be pronounced because I feel like I owe him that much. And listen, here's the thing. Okay, so this season, right? 23-year-old Cody Hakpo has 12 goals and 14 assists in all competitions <sighs> for PSV. Ridiculous. He averages a goal involvement every 47 minutes. Crazy. You think of like his abilities and where this league is. And if he doesn't leave in January, what will his statistics look like? Because we're going to come towards the end of the season here, right? This yeah. will be whatever he gets now in the next two weeks will be at the World Cup and then it'll be the new year. So he's not going to have throughout November and December to, to bolster these stats. If he were to leave in January, he would leave with a full season's worth of goal contributions in the, in two months, Madness. right? If he does stay and he go and he plays for the rest of the season, and then he moves in the in the summer of next year, this is going to be a massive comparison. You're more than welcome to troll me for it. I'm not saying he's this good. I just want you to hear me out before anybody starts coming at me. Okay, just get ready out. to clip this up, fellas. Yeah, just hold on. <clears throat> I could already tell. I'm just I don't know how a better way to start this. Do you remember? You remember when Neymar came over from Brazil to Barcelona? You remember, you remember that? Yes, he was, I do remember he was that a Nathan. ready-made player. Okay. He was not just a prospect. He was a 23-year-old yeah. Ballon d'Or contender playing in South America. And he came over and he pretty much hit the ground running about as well as you can. He won the Champions League two years later with, with Barca. He joined one of the greatest attacking forces to ever exist in the history of the sport. And he didn't look out of place. Mm-hmm. Right? I think part of this is why in the olden times, players were only promoted to the senior team when they were 23, not when they were 17. Yeah. There was still something called the U23s, believe it or not. Now the U23s are littered with 16 and 17-year-olds who are just too damn good, right? And right. all the 23-year-olds <laughs> have five years worth of first-team experience playing in some capacity in some other leagues. I feel like if Cody Hakpo were to move over to a different league at the end of this season, playing the full season here in the Dutch League, he will put up similar numbers in whatever team he goes to. Are you well, about to pitch him to Man City? No. No, no, no. Okay. I'm not pitching him okay. anywhere. I thought that, that's what you were building up to. No, no. I'm just suggesting any team that he moves to, 
I think he can have a similar goal and assist contribution rate I like because it. I think that he is so sure of himself and his game right now that if he were to move on to a higher level, he could replicate those stats because the quality would come with him to a place where the quality surrounds him, right? That's kind of why I'd say you should move in January. Don't wait for the summer. Just go. Go right now. Go right now when the burners are on. Okay, hold on. The burners are on right now. But imagine if he's coming over and he's got like 30 goals and 30 assists. Yeah, but what you if know he what gets I mean? injured? And then it's like, ah, oh, I should have yeah, gone for a But he could get injured go anywhere. Listen, no. When you're playing for a team like PSV or or Ajax, even like even like big clubs, just in a lesser league, league yeah, go when people know your name, because that's yeah. that's when you're getting the most money. It's true. Well, you, but PSV might get way more money for him in the oh, unless he gets injured. But of course, like we always say, this injury yeah. injury permitting. But I feel but like people, a player. But people have people have lost moves because they stay, they decided to stay. And either the team went and got out a different a different person, like the second person on the list, or yeah. that that player got injured, and then boom, it almost happened with Van Nistelrooy. It's happened so many times in in history when players have decided to stay and be loyal to their clubs, and then just teams have moved on. Like right. Jamie Vardy, even though he decided to stay at Leicester, like I know I know that's the case, right? But everybody was so hot on Jamie Vardy, and now he's staying at Leicester, and maybe that's what he wanted all along. Yeah, but. He should leave now. See, I, I understand the perspective. I get I get the argument. I just think if you looked at the discussions, even we were having, we were shouting out Cody Hako and nobody else was for a long time. You remember, I brought up his name like at the yeah. very beginning of this calendar when year. When his name was Cody Gakpo. When his name was still Cody Gakpo and no one had ever seen him play. But he was putting up some damn good numbers. And then by the end of the transfer window, I'm like, He's still available and no one has gone for him. And that seems weird. Yeah. I feel like that's because nobody believes that he can do this again. I feel like they all think that this was just a flash in the pan. But it's not. And he's not a prospect who's 20, 21. He's 23 years old who will now be turning 24 who is putting up insane numbers. And I feel like for every game that he stays at PSV now, he's if you look at what he would have gone for at the end of the transfer window just two months ago, Versus what he's going to go for now. He's effectively doubled his transfer value. Yeah. I think he can do it again. Yeah, he can still triple it, for example, mm -hmm. after the World Cup, for example. Right? If he blows up like Memphis did at the World Cup, right? And he starts putting, you know, the yeah, ne yeah, like yeah. Netherlands on the map. And then he comes back. I understand what you're saying. You want him to catapult off of that and, and just skyrocket himself into a new team. I don't disagree. But I would really, really like him to just be all of his game, be so ready to move on to the next level. So that he doesn't go to like a Tottenham to be Sun's backup, but he no, walks into like depends on like. But he walks into yeah. like one of the best sides in Europe, whoever that may be, and just lights it up. That would be so exciting. Yeah, That's because you, you're right. I don't. I, do, I also don't want him to go. Down Memphis the was only eighteen. Memphis did. Memphis was only eighteen. Right. That's, That's the, the thing. one. I don't want him to go down the Memphis route where he goes to a club like United where it's too big and after a World Cup gets best young player in the World Cup, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it was just too much for him. Like, go to the right team with the right manager that wants you for you, not because of what you've achieved and some guy on the board said, yeah. this guy's lining it up, let's go buy him. No, go for the manager and the team that fits your style and that will include you either as as an integral sub many many times and there's an opportunity to start afterwards right or they're building in air they're including you in the building of the front three so yeah, yeah. be like target the right move i'm here for it. cody hakpo say his name properly 
Brethren, who's your next one? I think you only have one more. Um, I do, but it's not actually... He doesn't play there this season. It's Mane and, and Liverpool, okay? This is a okay. scary combination. So it's kind of like... It's kind of a, a weird... Dina missed the parameters throwback. of the game here. I did. I did miss the parameters of that one. That was In my Europe, backup one. this season, you're like, cool. Mane and Liverpool. This like, yeah. Okay. Why? Okay, so I assume you're going to take this from the angle of look what Liverpool are missing this season. Exactly. Go for it. Lay it on me. Liverpool are scared. They're scared without Mane. They don't have him. They they play like they're scared. They play like they have no idea what they're doing. And the fans just every time they play, they're like something is missing. I don't know what it is. And we right. throw back to last last um, episode when we were like, you're missing someone and you don't know what it is. And they make your team tick. It was Sadio Mane. It's insane how integral this guy was to the way they play their game mm-hmm. and the the people that they've been bought to replace him. It's just it's thrown the balance off completely. Right. It's true. Yeah, he's a great player and like. I don't like to praise anything about Liverpool, but you can, this is like the exception to the rule because he's such a notable absence for them this season. Yeah. That, you know, when we look at the scariest combinations in Europe this season, I couldn't tell you that Sadio Mane is as effective at Bayern Munich so far as he, as he was at Liverpool last season, but he was everything at Liverpool last season. And people thought that it was Salah who was everything, right? They were like this dude, we have to put him on the new contract. He's doing everything. I would ask you this because I think it's an interesting question. In a in a what if scenario, that Mane was not the one who left. Salah left. It's a hard hypothetical, I know. What changes this season for Liverpool? Are they do they look as shaky? Would they have done better keeping Mane but losing Salah? As crazy as that sounds, because he's been like he's grabbed all the headlines for them for the last several yeah. years. I I'd still say that they would have struggled. Because anyone, if you lose one of them, you're going to struggle regardless of which team you are. Like if you lose Mane or Salah, you're going to struggle. Right. And I do think that it wouldn't have changed what they've done in the market. I think they would have probably just tried to play either Carvalho on the right or Jota or someone. They would have just like played a stopgap. I don't think that they would have Cody or maybe Hockle. shift over <laughs> Luis Diaz. Um, yeah, I don't think that they would have changed their transfer strategy because mm-hmm. they didn't go out to try and replace Mane. They just... They didn't replace him. Like they even yeah. they didn't even buy players in his position to to try and replace him because they were like, we'll just buy a striker and we can stick Luis Diaz over there. It's been working. Right. Like that's fine. And it hasn't. And right. and I do think that they would have struggled. Maybe I don't. It's tough to say that if it would have been to this extent. Yeah. But but you would but have to say been... that they would have struggled just be, on the basis that they didn't go out to replace that style of player. They yeah. bought in other places and the balance has, sh- has shifted completely mm-hmm. because they're now playing with a big target man, which is something that they've never had to do. Right. Under Klopp. Yeah. It's a, it's a different thing. And to be honest, if we did this episode last year, we would have said like, like uh, Salah and Mane, like that would have been probably number yeah. one for the scariest combination in Europe. Because yeah. those two guys had games won before games started pretty much every week. And to be honest, there's a lot of duos at Liverpool that you could have done that. You could have done that with the fullbacks. You could have done Van Dyke and Allison, right? There were several Van Dyke and Anfield. Yeah. Van Dyke and Anfield. Can't do that anymore. Can't say that anymore. We got him, guys. Finally. Yes. Take that. It's called soccer now. Jesse Marsh <laughs> was so sick. Every time Jesse Marsh wins, by the way, I'm going to say it's called soccer now because I just think that's fun. And I will say football. I, I prefer saying football, actually. Yeah. But it's just such a fun little thing to just be like, it's called soccer now, by the way. I hope, I hope that he, that he wins something notable that we could just like plaster that on a shirt, bro. Cause you know, I'm all about merch rocking the TJW merch today too. I got one more 
and then I want to move on to our bro talk. Okay, let's go. Okay. Now this one, scariest combinations in Europe. I feel like this is a good way to, to, to end out the show here because much like your Maguire one, this is one that scares the fans. Okay. Joao Felix and defensive systems. This mm. is absolutely terrifying here, bro. And not for yeah. the opposition. It's terrifying for it's Joao Felix like fans. Yeah. Anybody who likes Joao Felix is heartbroken after seeing season after season after season of Joao Felix not reach his potential because he's either injured, he's not playing, he's playing in the wrong position, he's not doing the right things on the pitch. Because both teams that he plays for, Atletico Madrid and the national team, neither manager has any idea what to do with a player like Joao Felix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Even even we we see that with uh, with Fernando Santos in, in the international stage. Like it's yep, it's so painful, man. Like every time you try to play a defensive team with Joao Felix, I'm like, just take him off the pitch. You're doing him a disservice. You're doing us a disservice, and you're not you're not being effective. Just put someone else on there, and like he's not going to be effective. So you might as well just take him off and play with ten if if you want. He, yeah, he's like. I, I would love to see Joao Felix in a team that plays on the front foot, that relishes having possession, that needs something to link, like, like the midfield. And it, yeah, bro, Benfica did it damn well. Then they put him on the fucking map. My guy, <laughs> Joao Felix. I made a TikTok <laughs> about this the other day, just sitting in the car. And Atletico Madrid hadn't even played. It, I was just like, you know, I think I'm a little sick of how Joao Felix is being treated here. And I just I just <laughs> went on a little rant. But it's similar to what I, I do with Frank Kessie. Because yeah. I was like, you know what? Frank Kessie's not playing enough. I was like, you know what? I'm a little pissed off that Frank Kessie isn't playing more. So screw you. And I looked at it and I'm like, season after season, this dude was the golden boy. Yeah. Like he was going to be everything. And I think that his price tag made it impossible for him to go to many, many, many teams that would have loved to have used a player like him. But Atletico Madrid were willing to spend the big bucks. And honestly, if we're going to, like we can make this an Atletico Madrid-centric conversation to say, just like we've been saying for what, 18 months? When did we do our first Atletico Madrid rebuild? while back like a year and a half ago i feel like it was a long time ago it was like last summer right it was definitely before the start of last season was it or was it when they got knocked to the champions league last year no it was definitely i don't know but it was it was definitely before the start of last season because did i have simeone (laughs) is the question Uh, how far back are we start shaving it yeah, I don't remember how how far back. It was definitely we before Simeone started last season because that was the whole point. It was like they're in, they need they need something new. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I can't remember, guys. Just scroll back through. Yeah, I don't think this I don't is remember just which like episode it was. To good be honest, content. No, exactly. <laughs> we're just reminiscing. <laughs> but the point is, we've been saying it. For, we've been saying it for so long that we forgot. Right? It's so long ago yeah. now that we've been saying Atletico Madrid need to replace Diego Diego Simeone. And the reason is that they have so many good attacking players who could do so much damage in a better system that you almost don't even need to rebuild the team for Simeone. You just go, no, just change them. If 10 pieces or 11 pieces will work, but one guy is making it not work, I would think it's easier to change the one guy than the 10. Meanwhile, Simeone makes more than all those players combined per year. So maybe it's just hard to get him out. Isn't he the highest paid manager in the world? Yeah, but he makes like four times more than Pep. To win nothing. Can you believe that? No, maybe not four times. But like at least double. I mean, he makes like forty million a year. Ago, makes like forty million a year. That's insane. To win nothing. And yes, they've been saying they it for La so Liga, long. Like we didn't even know his ago. son played football in twenty sixteen. That's not true. He's in my honorable mentions. I'll talk about Jose Mane in a second. In like twenty sixteen, <laughs> fine. Atletico Madrid were like the pinnacle of it because they were they were handing else to Real Madrid and Barca. Yeah. They were able to compete on that front. 
it's a different time now. You got to like move with the times here. And you have so many good players that are just being wasted. And Joao mm-hmm. Felix in particular, because I feel like a lot of them can adopt to the system that Simeone wants them to play. But whenever yeah. I see, there was like one brief spell at Atletico Madrid where Simeone went, all right, Joao, let's see what you got. And he played him as like the 10 in a 3-4-1-2 when he was playing off of Luis Suarez. And uh, and uh, I think Griezmann was at Barca, but they had another striker. Can't remember, but... I was like, yes, this is like this is this is a good spot for him to be. And it didn't last very long because he was like, no, nah, actually, I think we're gonna play five four one. And then Joao Felix yeah. was playing left mid. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, do you not know how to use this player? Just genuinely just take him off. And the same thing goes for Fernando Santos. Now, again, I'm gonna keep my World Cup coverage, TJW World Cup coverage starts in like a week, week and a half. But he doesn't know what to do with him either. So I feel like everything we love about Joao Felix is just memories. It's not actually seeing what we do. Because he came on the other day for Atletico Madrid in one of those like, you know, you got, well, give me half an hour, show me what you got type of scenarios. And he lit it up because he was liberated to just be Joao Felix. But when he starts, he's not. And then late in the yeah. game, he's not effective and he gets subbed off. And you're like, oh, every week, it's such a waste because I still see the player in there. I still see the Joao Felix that we all know and love. And I don't want to see him at Liverpool I don't want really want to see him at United been, either, yeah. to be honest. But he would thrive in systems like that, right? Where he could have the ball and he can make things happen. Yeah. Give him the ball to his feet and watch him flourish. I think that he would be brilliant at so many teams across Europe, including Atletico Madrid, if they were to adopt a different style of play under new management. That's the thing with it. It's just you know? it's so frustrating because we still see the player in that. But if if he yeah. just got worse and his the things he was trying didn't just weren't coming off. He his shots are all off target. His passes are all wasted. We would have been like, okay, it's it's less of a. We would have been off Simeone's back, and and yeah. no one would have been talking about it. But we still see it. We still see the magic in his boots, and we're like, liberate this man, yeah. freeze, freeze Why did you sign a seven year contract, Val? Yeah. What are you doing? Why would you do that, you dummy? It hurts, man. Anyway, you want to go for some honorable mentions my, before we do our bro talk? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know what one of my honorable mentions was? I think you'll find this funny. Yeah, tell me. It was regular and then Mark the Deal. <laughs> Dude, terrifying duo. Terrifying. No. Terrifying just because of just wow. Yeah, just Why? The sheer shock factor of everybody else. It's terrifying. Uh other scariest combinations in Europe that definitely deserve a show, but we're not going to give the same amount of attention yeah. to Lewandowski and Dambele. I think deserve yeah. it. Uh it falls off Lobov because Kenjelinski. Yeah, I think I think Number that one. I think that Dembele has been very respectable this season. Like he's right. put up great winger numbers. Yeah, but no one has been Lewandowski's equal, right? Which is why I'm like, ah, is it really a combination? Because like, it doesn't matter who's servicing Lewandowski. Like he's doing the business. It just happens yeah. that Dembele is the second best in terms of offensive contributions. But I I don't know if I'm like, yes, this tandem is tearing it up the same way that I would say that about you know Kvaradana and Osimhen, right? Uh, other honorable mentions, Leandro um, Trossard and Deserbi Ball, I think is phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. I love the watching yeah. Brighton play, smacking Chelsea up. I know that they hadn't scored for a few games, but you can see the Zerbi system. They had more possession against City than like City wow. have possession every game, no matter who they play against. The last two times that they haven't had possession in a game, it's happened twice in the last like several years. Both times were against Brighton. Wow, that's right? crazy. remarkable. I have a few more. I want to go through all my honorable mentions, and you can go through yours. Okay. You made me forget my... Oh, never mind. I just remembered it. Okay. You remember it? Okay. Uh, yeah. The next one, Rafa Leao and the ball. 
Rafa Leao and the ball, terrifying. They're gonna they're gonna kill you. There's no stopping a it. Ball. If Rafa Leao has the ball on his feet, you're screwed. You're done. It's over. It's Milan. Shout out. <laughs> That's a scary combination. If Rafa Leao has a footy ball at his feet, it's over for you. Um, you'll like this one, but it wasn't scary enough. So I I I thought it was worth a mention because they've been really good, but it wasn't scary. Like no one's afraid yeah. of course. it. Was Lissandra Martinez and Rafa and Rafael Varane have been very good this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's afraid to play against them. You know, like it's just um, like a respect. I think Mason Mountshay's pants when Lissandra Martinez <laughs> came up against him. I think Luke yeah. Shaw saved Mason Mount's life. Uh, like when he pushed him away, I, I truly think he did. Because I think Martinez plays like he hides a machete in his calf. Oh, and- 100%. <laughs> machete. I do think he saved his life. He plays with all the vengeance of a five foot six man who wants to be six two. Like there's a six two. He beast plays in him who just, yeah, like, he plays like he's sometimes. always like, I'm going to show you who's showing. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> He just watches uh, Jamie Carragher just roast him before games. Like, yeah. I can't cut in the prem. I can't cut in the prem. Watch this. Yeah, he then. plays like that. He yeah. goes super sad all the time, man. Um, the next one, Federico Valverde and Carlo Ancelotti. Dream partnership. Yeah. Figured that out, right? And then the last one, because I promised I'd come back to it. Gio Simeone and the Champions League. Because this dude, when he was 13, you know how much commitment you have to have to be 13 years old and get the Champions League logo tattooed on your wrist? So that when you finally end up playing in it one day, you can kiss it and celebrate. And he's been scoring every game. So it's like this coming. Yeah, I am that could so have ended scared. horribly. Yeah, it could that have been. Could, he could have been, been the guy on the construction site. Yeah. With, with the Champions League ball. You know what I mean? Done. Just a guy like, like an accountant's you know, like, oh yeah, I used to play. My dad plays in it, you know. You know, like, <laughs> I got it for the finals that he lost. Right? Like he's just been so close. <laughs> Never forget. So many times. <laughs> this season, first time playing in it, he's got like four or five goals in the Champions League. I'm like, no, that's yes, good. that's my guy. Yeah. Anyway, give me uh, your honorable mention. Uh, like I said, Lobot Kazielinski, they're playing really well. Mm. Um, I'm going to just fly through these. Like they, They're just kind of an under underrated yeah, uh, exactly. combination that, scary, that people don't really mention. No, underrated. yeah, just underrated. Yeah. Um, I think we were all excited when Dybala joined Mourinho. I, I, for some reason, that that connection yeah. is just so amazing to me. I, like, for, I actually just love Mourinho at Roma right now. Just away from the English press and blah, 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 like that whole situation the whole toxic environment mm. like when he was when he was staying um staying in his car watching the game that was amazing so amazing. i i don't think people are afraid of it it's just it's just nice to see yeah um i do think that's something that people should be afraid of is vinicius and rodrigo link up even when Ooh. benzema's injured okay that link up is actually quite scary if don't if you don't take it seriously right well vinicius and has come they're levels. stepping up yeah, and like the better that Rodrigo gets, the scarier that duo will become. Because yeah, and Real Madrid did not play well today, but you know, you, and they had the winner, and Rodrigo got the winner, and then it was pulled back, and then they got the red card. But it, so the timing of this might be poor, but you have to look past yeah. just today. I think you're right. I think like the new explosive Brazilian partnership playing on opposite wings, Mbappe should be scared of that one. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to get to Real Madrid? Where am I going to play? Yeah. Give me another and uh, that's that pretty it? much it. No, I, that's all I had. All right, bro. In terms of honorable mentions and everything, all the joke ones that I had. But uh, yeah. Then if we're done with the footy, are you ready for our bro talk? I'm ready. Let me pull up my list here. All right, bro. So While you week, explain to people what we're doing. For our bro talk segment, we thought it'd be only fitting to do something that was Halloween themed. Okay. Now, because it's our Halloween special, we had the scariest duos all episode. And what we decided to do was for the bro talk, we're going to have a Halloween candy draft. Okay. Now I think this will be yep. a lot of fun. I have a list of all the ones that I would ideally like to pick. 
and we're going to go back and forth. We can justify why we've chosen the ones that we have. We can, we can breeze through them if we need to, but I want to go through these as like giving the shouts to, you know, who deserves it. Because to be honest, Halloween candy is a godsend and it exists all year round, but only in October only do we acceptable. care. It's only except like you cannot just eat some candies at any time of year, right? If you have like these small little packages of candy, you can't just eat those in May. Like, what are you, what are you doing, yeah. man? That's a Halloween candy, right? So I, you got to keep that in mind. It's seasonal. You can have it a couple times a year in the month of October. And then you have, it's so good that you're, you wait all year to have it again because you can't just have it out of season, right? It's very, very seasonal. Everybody understand the rules? I think we're good. We get saying go. that everybody's me. Yeah, just you. <laughs> All right, how are we doing? Uh, first pick. Do you have a quarter or something? I have a, I have a dime. All right, I'm going here. Ready? All right. Uh, okay. Tails. Am I calling or are you calling? This is a nickel. Heads. Call it in the air. The mighty beaver. You're gonna take tails. Yeah. It is tails. Mina has the number one pick. Tails, as we All can right, see right go. there. Go, bro. With All the right. number one pick in the 2022 Halloween candy draft, Mina Gali selects Reese's. Oh, you bastard. Oh, I knew I that was going to be totally one of your picks. You. I knew that was going to be one of your picks. I are you going to say which type no of Reese's? Of... Are, we, are we limiting Reese's or just the Reese brand? No, just the Reese brand. Like the Reese's pieces. You get cups like... and pieces? No, okay, fine. Reese's pieces. We'll, we'll call you Reese's pieces. Bastard. We'll I, that was, I had Because it's the Halloween-sized Yes, exactly, bro. I didn't even have cups. I had pieces specifically, which no, is cups, why Because cups are available year-round as well. Yeah, so you can say Reese's pieces. 100%. Yeah. All right. With my number one pick, I am taking uh, Sour Cherry Blasters. All right. Go for it. I don't care. 100%. Sour I, cherry I told you this before. And I'm, I'm not a candy guy. So a lot of these are going to be chocolate based. Well, I do have a couple of candy. You just lost out on the greatest candy to ever exist, Sour Cherry Blasters. I don't like candy. I don't I, I don't care. Well, then my list is going to be candy filled and kicking ass. And everybody's going to be yeah. laughing at the pathetic draft you have. The candy list draft. Chocolate chocolate lovers are going to be are going to be loving me right now. I'm going to intentionally steal some of your chocolates then. Just so that you have to steal candy. I'm going to be malicious with my draft. I have enough chocolate ones in here that it, that, that won't affect me. <laughs> I have 10 and 8 of them are chocolate. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, bro. Go. Hit me with your next one. The number two right. pick of the Halloween These candy draft. These are not the draft. best chocolate ones, but they're great for Halloween. You know the little Smarties cups that are boxes? Wow. My guys do know those Smarties. Ones? Of course I know them. Yeah. I take them like a shot every it. year. Ex that's the only acceptable parties? way you can eat it. You can't eat it individually, bro. You, I, have, to, I, you have to shotgun it. That's a good. That's a decent pick. That's a decent yeah. pick. You're gonna it take Reese's at number one. No one's ever upset with Smarties in, in the in the bag. No, I'm not. You that always take the whole box though. in. Come My on. next one, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a chocolate just to just to mess you up here. I'm gonna take uh, O Henry as my number no, two. It wasn't pick. even one of them. Well, you're missing out, bro. You have some bad taste buds, bro. Because let me tell you, with sour cherry blasters and O Henry's, if I had a whole bag of just those two, I have a happy thing. And I still nah, have three more basic, picks, bro. That's what you are. You're just What basic do you mean? Oh Henry's is, is a top taste. seller, bro. The little O Henry bites, you have like four of them, bro. You just pop them off. You picked Reese's. How am I basic? <laughs> and you here. loved it. That's sour why you're basic. You loved the Reese's, niche, bro. It's niche. Come on. Hit me with your next one. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, you know those like little Coca-Cola candies. That's one of the candies that I have. You know the Coca-Cola bottle candies. Are those, those Halloween candies? I don't care. I, this is this is the yeah, extent see, of my candy oh, knowledge. Come on. This is the extent of my my candy knowledge. The Coca-Cola candies. I love those ones. Okay, so hold on. You're going trick or treating with your children. 
Somebody hands you a bag of those. You're letting your kids I'm eat those? I'm taking them for my kids. No, I'm taking them for my kids. And I'm, then you're going to eat them? It. I'm eating it. Because <laughs> <laughs> for me, I looked at this as like, what's an acceptable candy? For me, if you're getting it from Bulk Barn, you have to put it in its own bag. That's not a Halloween candy. You could, that's just a candy that you can get. They don't, they don't come here in like a little baggie? I have never seen them in one. I've, I have. The little Haribo ones. All right. I'm going to go with my next pick, bro. All right. I'm going to take Starburst. Okay. I'm going to take Starburst favorites. You, like, you love Starburst. You know that Starbursts are great. I don't. but You I know you don't like you Starburst? You never had a red, never, a, a fruit no. punch Starburst? No. What about a I red one? Like if it. you had a yellow one, I can I don't understand. like it. No, I don't like them at all. You're, you, you're severely overestimating how much I like candy. Well, just appreciating fine art is really what it's all about. <laughs> I mean, if you don't appreciate a good Starburst, what are we even doing here? What's the whole point, bro? The fact that Starburst could go as late as the third round, I think is shocking. Shocking. I don't think you've ever had a Starburst. If you're taking Coca-Cola candy ahead of Starburst, you're crazy. I don't like Starburst. Uh, I hate the fruity candy. That, that sucks so much. I'm so mad at you. You know, I love fruit. You're going to freaking Starburst in my picture. I love fruits. It's fruits disappointing to me fruity because now I know. awful. Every time that I pick a really, really good candy or something, it has no bearing on you. And that, that to me hurts my heart. I know it kind of that's it's the mind games. It's the mind games. It's psychological. Okay, you on, you came in with with the big hitters, thinking that I was gonna be so upset. Yeah, <laughs> I thought like, bro, you missed you missed out on all these good Halloween candies. Instead, I'm like, I'm getting my ideal picks here, minus Reese's pieces here. So I'm pretty I'm pretty glad with how this is going. All things considered, give me your next one. All right, I already have Smarties, yep. so I'm gonna go with the little the little Twix minis. Twix minis, that's that's the highest minis. rate. That's your second favorite chocolate. No, it's not. Then why are you like taking it, it as your form. second chocolate? I like Did it in you really form. think I was going to take? Do you not know how a draft works? Did you really think? No, I, I know was how a draft works. Picks? I know. I know that yours. I know that your picks were not going to be the same as my picks, so I can just free roll it. No, and just won't, I you're won't be upset. The point of the draft, bro. Our listeners need I'm, to hear the I'm competition of you and I against I each other. Oh my goodness! You got to be invested in it, dude. I'm so no, disappointed. I'm, I am invested. I'm going with what I want. This, these are my five ideal like Halloween candies slash chocolates. I don't care. I'm not just going to pick Starburst because I want to piss you off. I All don't right. want that. Well, then you I, know what? That's I'm in going my bag. Gladly select you. Sour Patch Kids with my yeah, I knew it. fourth pick. And you know why? Yeah. Because I know that I can marry my girlfriend with a bag of Sour Patch Kids and nothing more. If she sees that I have Sour Patch Kids, I've got Aaliyah Pedroso. If you have a Sour Patch Kid, you've got Aaliyah. And so I think that it's important that I pick Sour Patch Kids in the fourth overall spot. And we, have have pick here? we are. This is yeah, the last one. So make it count, you bastard. Give me something important. If you hit me with like, if you hit me with like almond mounds, bro, I swear to God. I'm just, I'm just never gonna draft it through again. In fact, I might just, I might just never ask you back to the show. No, you hit me with some basic candy. I'm gonna be. You said smart. If you go like, oh, I think, I think you'll like my next show. I think you'll like it. I I don't know if you will, but I think it's, it's not a chocolate one, so you should be okay with it. Okay. Okay. I'm going with sour skittles. Sour skittles are good. Sour skittles are a pretty good one. Okay, I had, I had skittles in here too. Sour skittles is a pretty decent one, but you. So you don't like fruity candy except for Skittles because they have sour. They don't taste like fruit. If you think that no, tastes, just tastes like, like fruit, sour sugar, you're crazy. It's sugar with, with some flavoring that isn't fruit-based. <laughs> I'll give you Skittles as a whole. And I think with my last pick, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Hershey's Cookies and Cream Bars. Mm. 
You yeah. know those white I was, ones? I was thinking about had that. I was thinking about adding that to my to my list. I think that that is objectively a top two chocolate of all time. That and Reese's are like are are just content chocolate. Like Halloween cotton chocolate or just chocolate in general? All time. I feel like if I had no, to eat crazy. a chocolate bar you're and crazy. you're giving me a, a Hershey's cookie eating and cream, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. But like, don't go tell me like Godiva from Switzerland or something like no. that. Because I'll be like, shut up, bro. That's a forty dollar no, piece not of chocolate. I'm saying I'm saying supermarket chocolate. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Kinder like, these Bueno are the parameters. Is, is number one. Oh, Kinder I bueno forgot about like, Kinder Bueno. Oh no. Okay, here's here's the difference. Okay, Kinder Bueno for me is an Easter chocolate. It's not a Halloween chocolate. <laughs> no, Kinder Surprises are Easter ones. Yeah, but all Kinder, Kinder Bueno all with Kinder. sticks. Kinder of the me, entire company. Kinder can as only a whole be is an Easter in March chocolate. and April. <laughs> yeah, those are those are Easter's. Those like in the spring, Sorry, bro. Kinder. Hit me with all some your Kinders. quarters, your quarterly income. <laughs> but they know it, bro. That's how they market it. They're like, listen, why are we yeah. gonna go after the M M&M and M Hershey's market in October? Let them have that. Let the O Henrys go. You know, and then in. Yeah. In the in the spring, that's when people that's are gonna because you don't eat candy for Easter, right? You eat chocolates. Yeah. I eat Kinder Bueno. I would say it as an ad read, bro. Kinder Bueno. The Jersey Wall is proudly sponsored by Kinder Bueno, which is you're right. The Not best. Kinder go off in Easter though. You're Kinder, right. Like they make the bunnies, they make the eggs, the surprises in all yep. different sizes. They yep. make they make so much. They make the. Um, the bueno bars, they make the white bueno bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> their sales go through the roof. hundred <laughs> percent, bro. They're marketing to the right people because I will hundred percent just go for it every Easter. Yeah. Give me your five again. All right. So my five is Smarties, yeah, Coca-Cola like candies, mm-hmm. sour Skittles, Reese's Pieces, and uh and the little Twix minis. Unbelievable. I feel like you have the worst. I'm loving it. I feel like that's just a garbage hand. Like I've, no, you know what? You Listen, have some good when ones, you pitch you have this, and sour skittles, and yeah. I I rate those. But the other three, I think you're crazy for drafting them. If you have these in your bag, I'm gonna gladly take them and give you the ones that I dislike. This is why you this trade is good. me. It's not. Yeah, I will 100% trade you, and none of us are gonna be upset. You know, trades are usually mm. like you have to sacrifice something yeah. in order to be fully happy. No, right. this is a hundred percent win-win. There is no no one here is getting is gonna be upset because I'm gonna give you all my Starbucks. I'm gonna give you all my right. Sour Patch Kids. I'm gonna give you everything else you want. I'll even share my Reese's Pieces with you, but I'll I'll take everything else. See, this that is the you thing. Don't I want. feel like that's 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 where the distinction lies because I feel like I've drafted candy that's so good I would not share. I would not be willing to share my Sour Cherry Blasters. But I would I not be so willing to share. Yeah, I, but I would give That's you an old head for like a Reese's Pieces, right? Like if you were interested yeah. in that trade, you know what I mean? Like I can make that yeah. happen, but like yeah, for candies, that. that's true. That's true. That's true. I feel like I got some good ones. Sour Cherry Blasters, Oh Henry, Starburst, and just, I don't want the originals. Because if I get one, if I'm opening up a pack of Starburst, bro, and I open it up and there's two yellows in there, bro, I can't tell you <laughs> the rage that will fill me. Do you know what I've actually started doing, Mina? You know how they're what? sold in two packs? Like every yeah. Starburst is like there's two inside. You open it up. I have a bowl downstairs. Every time that Starburst entered the threshold no. of my front door, I open <laughs> every single them. pack, pour them into a big bowl, and then I can select which ones. Because I'm not taking this risky gamble. I don't want to open. I don't want to just grab one for the road, open it up, and see I got orange and yellow in there. Or And then somebody next to me pulls up, and they have like a, like a, like a fruit punch a one and a red. pink one or a double red. I'm like… Are you kidding me right now? I would literally lose my mind if that happened. So that's the problem with Starburst. I'll give you that. It's a, it's a bit of a risk. You never know what you're going to get. Whereas the rest of these candies, you know for like sure. Box of chocolates. 
That's just it. You know for sure. If I'm getting if I'm getting Sour Patch Kids, I like every flavor of Sour Patch Kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But that's gonna wrap it for a Halloween. I think episode. you I pick the fan Halloween favorites. Episodes. I pick the chocolate fan favorites, which is I think that's fair. You know what? I would even go so far as to say if we eliminated candy and just did chocolates, that Smarties going as high as you have them is a crazy pick. I feel like no, no one's upset getting Smarties. Don't even chat to me right but now. Over M and M's. Well, it's the it's the method in which you consume them. Elaborate. <laughs> Go you on. have Tell to me open more. the box and just shot it. M and M's don't come. No, Do you they know what would make wonders yeah. for the M and M company? Little cardboard. Put them boxes. in little boxes. <laughs> I don't know if they've like. They I don't know if they this? copyrighted that. Yeah. Or, they, or they patented. They patented the delivery, and it's just boxes. You can definitely ship more of them because you can put it's them true. in boxes. You, you can stack them, store them, and it'll be way more efficient. Yeah. No gaps in the shipping containers, right. and then everybody's gonna be super happy because you just shotgun it like every single time. You just five in in one go. Okay, answer me this. I don't want to fish with my finger to go find an M M&M. and <laughs> M. If you had to do this, okay. If you had a, a little cardboard box of shot candies, right, and they were going to be either filled with Smarties or peanut M and M's, which ones are you taking? Definitely the peanut M and M's. Peanut M and M's, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. So, like the method of consumption. Question. Why would you ask? Is crazy because you've chosen the method of consumption over the quality of the food, which is what I find outrageous. Yeah, but it's it's because after a while, I don't want to be reaching for a third bag of of peanut M&M's. That's too much. Like, right. just give me, if it was it three boxes lined up, I'm crushing it. Yeah. It's great. Just knocking them back. Life one. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, and three, and we're good. Salud. Like, <laughs> and then you just drink some milk like the lime after, just like, correct. <sighs> yep. Very yeah. Because you know what's better than a peanut M&M? Mm. A mouthful of peanut m and <laughs> Multiple. A hundred percent, bro. Shout out, by the way, honorable mentions to some really, really good Halloween candy that you can never go wrong with. Which you might not like, but candy lovers Twizzlers. will agree. Twizzlers, Airheads, Airheads. You can only eat seasonally. They come out during Halloween, and just like Mariah Carey with Christmas, mm. Airheads come Speaking out in October, right? Sweet tarts. They're like rockets, but sour. Love them. Uh, I'm, did did Snickers go undrafted? Yeah, Snickers did go undrafted. That's crazy. That I Snickers know. went undrafted. Uh, fuzzy peaches which I would totally take in the same realm as the Sour Cherry Blasters and Sour Patch Kids. If I just chose Sour Maynard Candy as one pick and I got all of those, that would have been a steal. Like, I would have felt mm. guilty about that. I had to give you the opportunity to take some of these Maynard's ones because you can't just, like, triple pick right like that. They're very, they're three different things. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're, I, still, yeah, they're similar fair. enough that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can just, like, take all three and then go for two whatever's left kind of chocolates. Like for all I knew, M&M's would be the last one. Or Smarties, I'd be like, Ooh. or Or could you imagine if we had to bring up like Arrow or Kit Kat? <laughs> or dude, if I had to take a Coffee Crisp or if you drafted Coffee Crisp, our friendship would have been I love over coffee right crisp, there and now. What are you talking about? I love I Coffee Crisp. You. I hate you don't it. like coffee. That's of course why. not. That's why. Yeah, no coffee kidding. Crisp. Very simple parameters. Don't like coffee. Tastes yeah. disgusting. Trash. Anyway, guys. This was fun. This is, this, had some heat. If anything, I've learned so much from this. And what I've learned is Would that you, you grew up in North America. <laughs> and yeah, how do you trick or treat in Egypt? What's Egyptian we trick don't, or treat to go That's for? why I don't care about Halloween. We don't care. Oh, bro, you missed out. We you don't out. have... You want to go like, trick or treating, Mina? I'll go with you. No, we can go right. this year. We'll just... Well, I'll put, you, I'll put a right. sign on you. I'll say, this is Mina. He never got to trick or treat here as a kid. He doesn't understand what the joy is. And then you can understand the elation of getting <laughs> Sour Patch Kids. Versus coffee crisp. 
And if you enjoy both the same, we have nothing else to talk about. That I is don't enjoy both the same because I do like Coffee Crisp way more than I like. <laughs> You're insane. That's the, that's the dumb mistake I've ever heard. I'm fully outraged right now. Guys, <laughs> this is going to wrap up our Halloween special <laughs> of the Jersey Wall podcast. Episode number 167, the scariest combinations in Europe. I told this you you'd season. be disappointed by this. We hope and you didn't enjoyed. believe me. You were yeah. like, you're going to press through. I really thought that you were going to give me something better than that. But you know what? I, told, I warned you. I gave you the one. It's over now, bro. We've gone so heavy because I thought that draft was going to take five minutes. But you had some such ludic- like ludicrous picks that I was like, can't have this. I had to call you out on it. Glad I did. No regrets. Guys, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast. As always, I've been your host. Mr. Nathan Santos, a.k.a. Master Chef Nay. You can find me on Instagram at the Nathan Santos and everywhere else at Master Chef Nay, including on TikTok, where you can find the TJW Bites that have now surpassed 2.5 million views. Brethren, where can we see more from you? You can find me on Instagram at mina.kali98 and uh, you can find me on Twitter at minafkali. Boom. Don't forget to follow the Jersey Wall Podcast on Instagram at TJW Podcast for the funniest memes and edits you will ever see in your entire life. And don't forget yes, to go sir. to elmontyouthsoccer.com and enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout to start building your very own Jersey Wall collection and save 10% on your entire order. Guys, we love you. We thank you for tuning in. Happy Halloween. Officially, as of tomorrow, it's Christmas. So Merry Christmas almost. We're ending oh, yeah. this with uh, a happy Halloween show. Take care, everybody. Have a spooky time. Be safe. We love you. We'll see you next time right here on the Jersey Wall Podcast, baby. said boo. <laughs>